You're listening to the Kang's Cast podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a fun episode just last week where Ryan and I came on and talked about the struggling Kings and how they finally came out and got a W for, the, for all of us out there in Kingsland. Um, but we had a good conversation around how people may be elevating certain players this late in the season that are getting minutes. If you want to check that episode out or any other episodes by us, you can find those streaming wherever you find your podcasts. To so bring in my coach today, as always, Ryan, what is good? Well, let me start off the podcast by the new tradition. Oh. There you go. Long click. There you go. And, and, and again, it is a Modelo because... All I really have at the house right now. I had some buddies who came over. We did some construction at the house. Anyways, um, yeah, so it's been a little bit since we've been back on. Um, me and Eric are going to talk about this in a minute, so I'm not going to jump too far into it. But we did go down to Golden One. We were at the game against the horrendous loss against Utah. Um, yeah, we'll get to there. But other than that, uh, it's been a great week, man. Like, the weeks have just been flying by, dude. Can you believe? I, I saw a thing today. That said, you know, because it's May, what, 2nd now? And it said, we are a third of the way through 2021 already. And that's like mind-blowing, dude. It's been like, you know, it's crazy how things, you know, how fast things are moving and, you know, all this stuff. It's like, dude, 2021 is like almost halfway done already. It's ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I mean, as a Kings fan, dude, I'm ready for 2021 to be over, dude, and get to this off season. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully the future is bright. But yeah, let's jump into it, man. Let's go. Yeah, I heard that. I I heard that. And, you know, this season has been definitely up and down. And I think coming off of last year and then and really, I think the the quarantine, the season going into quarantine and then a bubble and then just kind of coming into this year, I think everyone was super excited in Kingsland looking forward to the season, you know, and it started off, you know, it's ups and downs. Everyone's been excited. But for me, I'll be honest, Ryan, it's after that game the other day. Um, it's really faded for me. And at this point, I think the rest of us are kind of tapped out. And I think everybody is looking forward to the offseason. But let's talk about our, our, our experience at the Golden One Center, Ryan, because that's really, I think, what it would be our bulk conversation for the podcast today. So we were one of the unlucky few to be able to go into uh, the arena last Wednesday against the Jazz. And so I think they only let in 1,600 people. And it definitely – I'll start off with this, Ryan. It definitely felt like 1,600 people. Yes, it did. <laughs> it was weird. So let's start it off, I guess, by the, uh, you know, 
pregame was fun. Uh, let's start off there. Pregame was fun. We got down there nice and early, and like we told everybody, we definitely were drinking. You know, we were looking forward to drinking, which um, we probably should have drank. I, I should have drank more. Now I'm looking back the game. I should have drank more. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we didn't expect the experience to be what it was. Okay, like there was no warning. All right, first off, um, we'll get to what we did pregame. You know, I, I want to touch on the actual game once you're in Golden 1, okay? So for people who haven't been down there, okay, the situation for games is um, you get in the stadium. First off, you know, you got to show your COVID, you know, hey, I tested positive or you have the vaccine, that kind of – or I tested negative, excuse me or I have the vaccine. Um, once you get in, okay, so like everybody pretty much has been down to Golden 1, you know, you have the concourse and stuff where you can get refreshments, you know, where NBC Sports does their, you know, their pregame stuff. You used to be able to see Grant Napier and Doug Christie right there, all that, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's blacked out with curtains, okay? So when you're walking on the concourse, you cannot see the court, okay? So that's completely blacked out. When, when you're trying to order food, you have to order food on your phone, okay? And then you randomly have to pick it up from whatever location that it comes up on your phone at. Right. So like, for example, I ordered a beer. I was over on the East side of the stadium. Okay. I had to walk all the way to the West side because that's where my beer popped up at. It's, it's super ridiculous. Okay. So when Eric was saying I should have drank more, that's what he meant. Like you couldn't get your beer and go to your, your seat. You had to drink your beer on the concourse and you couldn't see the court. So it was kind of just like, do I, do I miss the game? Do I drink? You know, and obviously we wouldn't drink in the second half because they're down by a, a million. But, you know, the experience as a fan, you know, I, I'm super thankful I was able, you know, that we're even able to be there. But I'm not going back this season. Just put it that way. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that I got to be there and experience that. I'm glad, you know, things are starting to get back to normal. But I'm definitely not going to pay my money to be there again. Just no matter who they're and- playing. And to be honest, I, I just wouldn't recommend the experience for everyone. And it's Ryan said, you know, what grateful to be down there. And here's one thing, Ryan. So when we finally found out we we could get some some hard where we can get hard alcohol, because we pay we walked around the arena two times looking for hard alcohol stands, could not find it. And and like a finally, ghost town in there. Yeah, and so finally we had to go out to the front. So you know, if everybody's been down there, the main entrance where they raise the doors and, and everything right there. Uh, that's all gated off and you can go in and out. They kind of have like a really nice outdoor bar setting, which honestly in a regular game day would be kind of fun. You know, if they're regular yeah. game day, yeah. a halftime, go outside, get some fresh air, get a drink. But that's the only place the hard alcohol was. Like I said, it was really weird. You know, we go to the bar and I go to order and they're like, oh, I don't take your, I don't take cash. And I'm like, okay, so do you got Apple Pay? No, we don't take Apple Pay. I'm like, okay, how do I pay? You have to like pay online and fill out all this stuff. And then literally a receipt pops out right in front of them as if you just paid, <laughs> right? And then they make it and they hand it to you. And it was just $15 for a drink and, you know, all that. And so the, but, you know, we were kind of, not just us, a lot of people were just kind of like bummed out by the whole experience. And the lady who was at the work in the bar did say that, well, just be grateful to be here, basically. And I'm yeah. like, mm, honestly, though, like, um, you know, it makes you realize, I think, and that's the one thing I wanted to talk about. It makes you realize about the fun of going to a game. You know, what it's, it's about the experience, it's about the pregame. It's why you're in there. It's being around the noise and being around a lot of people um, and just kind of interacting and having that vibe. And definitely it, it it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that. And I think that's probably where I'm most disappointed at um, what was that. And I think that, I think that the 
thing that kind of bothered me was that just some stuff didn't make it just didn't make any sense you know why why they were doing things the way they were doing like it you know you couldn't eat at your seat you know we were sitting in section 104 lower so it's all lower level there was no one three or four rows in front of us or behind us and no one in our row next to us not at all you know and it's like so you can't have a beer there it just makes it's some of that stuff makes so no sense i get they're trying their best to get back open and and I know Ryan and I were talking like I didn't want to come on here and make it sound like a bitch fest, but I felt like hey we got we went and if you were considering going, you know like we figured we'd give our honest opinion about all of that, right? Yeah, well we you know you you know like the lady said you want to be thankful that that you're there, okay? You don't want to discourage people from you know going and seeing games in the future, but if it was me, unless you get the tickets for free, okay? Or Joe, and, like we got them real cheap. Okay, we paid sixty three face value, eighty five with the, you know the fees they get you with per ticket, which is not terrible. That's not terrible. Lower, whatever, we'll, you know? we'll we'll cash that out. But some tickets yeah. run one fifty, two hundred. Yeah. And you know, like if you get tickets, you know, on the jug, then yeah, go. Okay, if you have nothing going on on a Thursday night, dude. Like go. Okay, I, I completely understand that. But it was it's just a little disappointing to me, man. It it was, dude, because I was thinking, okay. I, you know, me and Eric are both, you know, vaccinated. So we're both in there like, okay, we're vaccinated, dude. We're going to show our, our card. We're going to walk in there. We're going to be able to, Hey, I, I didn't work the next day. Eric didn't have to be until later. We're like, dude, let's go get drunk. Like, let's go to the game, dude. Let's have a good ass time. You know, nobody's going to be in there. Let's just get drunk in our seats, dude. And let's just go be fans. And it, it was just disappointing because we weren't able to do that. So let's flip to the positives, Eric, okay? Real quick, one more negative, Ryan. I got to point this out. One more All negative right. teasing the last podcast. You didn't even get the chicken nuggets. I didn't even see the, t- the okay, chicken strips. Okay, so, yes. I didn't oh, even oh, see the shit. chicken strips. Okay, shit, shit, you, you shit. So all they offered for food was hamburger with fries or cheeseburger with fries. That's all that I saw. Okay, I, I did some laps and I tried that. That is all that I saw. So I didn't get my fucking chicken strips, guys. Okay, which are like a, a staple. That and that Heinz barbecue sauce, bro. I don't know why it hit so hard there. I don't it does know why, hit, but it, mm-hmm. it it does, you know. So positives, okay, to the game. Uh, you know, before the game, dude, was the best time we had. We met up with, uh, you know, our guy Kingsland faithful, uh, Matt Lacko. Lacko, shout out to you, bro. You're a faithful listener, dude. Really nice to meet up with him. We had a uh, we had dinner at Sauced before the game. We had a few beers there, and then we walked down the street. I don't remember the name of the bar. You know, we went in there. I bought Lacko a, a beer because we just, you know, we really appreciated him coming out. It was very nice to meet him. So we had a beer there. And then I'm not going to lie, me and Eric are in the stadium. Okay, this, this shows you how psycho of a fan Lacko is. Kings are down by like 35, dude, getting the shit kicked out of him. Lacko was standing. I could see him across my view. Okay. I could see Lacko standing the entire game, dude. <laughs> Hands up in the air, just being a true fan, man. So. It, it was really nice to meet him. He had messaged me after the game. Thanks for the beer, dude. So I just wanted to publicly come out here, shout you out, bro. Uh, you're a true Kings fan. It was nice to meet you. And yeah, dude, that was, that was the best part of the night right there, man. That was it. Yeah, so this, the sauce pregame, that's what I say. It started off on a real high. You know, it started off nice. The pregame was fun. Um, I got that, uh, their version of like, sandwich. yeah, that chicken sandwich, which was at sauce, which I recommend. It's kind of like a premium kind of Chick-fil-A type of deal, what they had. And I had a little, I was, I was drinking whiskey. That was my choice all night. Um, so, you know, that, that was good. There wasn't too many people hanging out, which that was kind of the thing is, you know, I live in East Sacramento, which is not too far. You know, um, a lot of times I'll get on on this time of year, man, I'll get on a jump bike and jump down there. So the weather is great, you know, 
And so usually we, I like to get out there early and, you know, the vibe, people are in and out, there's fans, there's noise. And, you know, you know, that pregame experience, any of you have been to sports games. I mean, like I said, that's, that's the big part of it. And Ryan and I have been to some major, major sporting events in our time, you know, major Giants games. Um, Ryan's been to major college football games. Ryan and I have been to the national championship game um, for college yes. football a couple years ago. So, you know, yes. we, we, we really love that tailgating pregame outside entertainment experience. And, um, you know, I didn't really think about that, Ryan, when we were going to the game, how that probably wasn't going to exist because there was so few fans there that that environment was not created. It kind of just looked like a, like a slow day on K Street, to be quite honest with you. You know, it but we made the, we, did. we did make the best of it with the drinking and whatnot. No, it, it did. But, dude, it's like what we talked about, okay? So, like, we had a little buzz going and we're walking around, like, dude, this is going to be fucking sick, dude. Like, if there's – we're going to be in the stadium and it's, you know, we were thinking we're going to be in the stadium. We're going to be throwing back beer, sitting in our seats. We're going to be held quiet in there. We're just, you know, it's like the ultimate fan experience. And I, I think that's why it was such a bad experience, though, because our expectations were, well, fuck, dude, we'll be able to drink our beers at our seats, dude. You know, normal, semi-normal, as long as you have your mask on, blah, blah, blah. And then we get inside, and it was just like, fuck, dude. Well, like, it's, it seemed like in every step of the way, you know, from getting in line, from checking in, to getting your food, to sitting at your seat, to eating your food, they it seemed like they did so much to put barriers in between you and enjoying the experience. And that's what I felt like wasn't necessary. I don't understand why they curtained that entire arena. I mean, that, 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 that made no sense to me. It, it kind of reminded me of like going back in the old days in Arco, you know, where you had to kind of go through the, uh, the curtains yes, real quick yes. to get down. It was, and you could, you basically went up to eat and, it was kind of like that, you know, and that was one of, that's one of the appeals to the golden one centers is that open concept the open view. Concept, yeah. 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 And so without that, it just seemed like they put a lot of barriers into place. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to bash everybody. I'm just trying to give my perspective. It's like that. I didn't, a lot of good people there working. I will say, I'm not going to shoot on a lot of people. But there were a couple of people who were working there that that customer service wasn't right. I mean, I, enough to, for me to bring it up. I'm not being a, I'm not being <laughs> difficult, but like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just little yeah. things like that that just, you know. But I would say this, Ryan. Uh, you know, I know we're positives. It's kind of tough because the game was fucking terrible, and that's probably oh, what dude. made it even more difficult. Yes. So yes. I, we don't usually do game recaps, but fucking we're going to do a little bit of game recap because that was the worst game I've ever seen ever in my life, okay? It was the worst game I've ever been to in any sporting event ever and I think that's probably why we're feeling the type of way we are, you know? Yeah, so, like, to put it in perspective how bad this game was, okay, at halftime, me and Eric had went outside, okay, where you have to get your heart alcohol, and we beat, each got a shot, because we're like, fuck it, you know, we, we, you know, get the bang for your buck, right? It's 15 bucks, let's get a shot. Okay, so we take a shot, and we went inside, we met up with Tony, all right, one of our guys, you know, Cap City, met up with him inside, and we get a beer. And we literally, the whole second half of the game, dude, there was like a little crease from this concourse table where you were allowed to drink beer where you could kind of see the court. And it was such a bad game, dude, that we just sat there and barely watched the second half. We were watching it pretty much on the TV the whole time, dude. And we were just like, why the fuck even go back to our seats, dude? We can't have our beers down there. We can have our masks off sitting right here, you know? So, like... Real, you know, really, we with this whole second half, dude, we, we sat up there. But uh, game recap-wise, dude, oh, my God. Okay, so Oklahoma City lost, what was it, last night, 154-95, to I believe, okay? And it's the worst home loss in the history of the NBA. 
Sacramento was not too far away from that three nights ago. So just put it into perspective. It was it was horrible, dude. It was the worst freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. Lack of rebounding, lack of defense, lead defense, lack of lack of shot making, dude. Literally, you could have rolled out the Stockton Kings out there, and the game would have been better than that. They kind of did roll out the Stockton Kings out there, to be honest. I'm looking at the bench, and in a, blow, and in a blowout, you, you know, guys are going to get minutes. But, you know, you know, it was one of my favorite, least favorite points of, of the game, Ryan, was, was early in the game when Kyle Guy you got minutes, oh, and you yes, pointed yes. out. So he was, he was, like, driving baseline our side, and you go, oh, shit, like Kyle Guy's in, and he puts a floater up, and I'm like, oh, God, he's going he's gonna to make a bucket. He's going to make one, and everyone's going to get all crazy. You know, but that, that was something that stuck out. But, you know, By the way, he bricked it. <laughs> he didn't make it. Yeah, he didn't make it. But um, a couple, of, like, negatives in, in that game. I mean, I get it that the Jazz are the number one team probably, you know, I guess in the NBA. I don't I, – you I know, know, whatever. Okay, they're one of you the know, top whatever. teams. They're, they're yes. ranked number one, you know, whatever in the standings. But, um, you know, to be outmatched like that from the get – it just kind of yeah you know, kind of shows. I mean, looking at looking at the starting lineup, you know, ah, yeah, it's just a bunch of nobodies, and it's just it's games like this throughout the year that make you realize when you take when you remove a superstar and and you even remove Barnes, you know, Barnes didn't play in that game. It just shows how much of a role players everybody else is on the team, you know, because the only guy who could really go out and get get a bucket was basically Buddy Hield. I mean, he was the only one who can really get some, you know. A couple of nice plays here and there from, from some people. But the only guy who can get a bucket is Buddy Heald. And he um, – it's not like he's known for creating his shot, you know, by any means. But I'll give it to I'll give it to Buddy, though. You're watching it in person, that guy gets up and down the court, and he does um, – he did play pretty hard, you know. I know we're not like – we not play hard guys, but, um, you know, what was probably one of the biggest takeaways for you, too, in that first half of the blow? Because second-half stats don't tell all the stories. Well, you know, yeah. show. Hundred percent. So biggest takeaways was, uh, you know, it was very evident to me. And people are gonna hate on this because people think he played so well against the Lakers. I've seen pay him after the Lakers twenty two points, nine rebounds, whatever, dude. Okay, twenty two and nine, and you're saying, you know, okay, Rashawn Holmes had eighteen points. Cool, right? Nine for fifteen, shot fifteen times. Great, that's cool. He had two rebounds, and he did not have a fucking rebound in the first half, okay? So we're sitting at Sauce, okay? And we're talking to our boy, Laco, and he's asking, he asked me, how's the game going to go? I told him straight up, Kings are going to get fucking dogged by double digits. Would not be surprised if it's 20 points. He said, why? Okay, lack of fucking rebounding, okay? Lack of rebounding is going to be the reason why Sacramento loses this game, okay? Rashawn Holmes, look at this tonight, or that night, okay? Met two. Five rebounds. Okay, Harkless, three. Holmes, two. Halliburton, zero. Buddy Heald, five. All right, other than that, Terrence Davis had five. Nobody else had more than one after that, okay? That is, you had 24 rebounds in a fucking NBA game? 24 rebounds. You get out rebound by 23, okay? Rudy Gobert, who did who played 24 minutes, didn't even play the second half, okay? right? 10 rebounds, right? They had 47 rebounds to 24. That's where it starts, dude. So for everybody who wants to say, you know, hey, pay the guy, pay the guy. He's great. Look what he did against the Lakers. Go once, you know? Yeah. Look what happened the night before. Okay. So everybody wants to point out one game. Look at, at a, you know, in a, in a big sample size of Rashawn Holmes against top tier guys. Look at Sacramento against top tier teams. Lack of rebounding, dude. 
That has been my issue. That's why I was so big on having Hassan Whiteside on this team because at least he will rebound. I don't give a shit if he can't score. I don't give a shit if he looks like an asshole out there. I don't care. Okay. Lack of rebounding is a huge issue on this team. And for everybody advocating, I didn't think we we're going to go this way, but I'm going to. I didn't, if everybody advocating to pay the guy 15 million plus a year, pay him whatever, we can't lose him. We can't. No. I watched the game. He's little. Okay. Yeah, he plays hard. He's got a role. He's a good NBA player. But he is not a starting center caliber player on a good NBA team. He's not. I'm saying it now. He is not. Okay. You cannot have a game where you have zero rebounds in the first half of an NBA game as a starting NBA player. That is atrocious. That is horrible. Okay. That game alone should speak everything, you know? And then it was like, well, he played so great the next game against Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis and Montrez Harrell. Oh, oh my God. 22 and nine. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. He had Anthony Davis's average game and you're, and you're telling us to, to pay the man. Get out of here with that shit, dude. My biggest takeaway, you know, Lack of scoring when Fox isn't there and lack of rebounding, period. When Fox is there, when Fox isn't there, lack of rebounding, period. It is atrocious. Sacramento has a huge problem with the big men. I think that when this, you know, this game and really kind of at the end of this season, at the end of this season, it's really becoming more and more evident that, that the Kings have a lot of role player guys. It's something we've been saying since the preseason where it just didn't really stick out. We've kind of poked at it here and there. But it's, it is a lot of role player types. And it's funny because, um, you know, people like to hate on Marvin Bagley. And one thing Ryan and I, I say is when that guy is out of the lineup, you automatically lose 14 points and like six rebounds. You automatic. Now, you can talk about his turnovers. You, 14 and eight. Yeah, you can talk about his, his whatever, his defense, whatever. You automatically kind of like lose that. And, um, you know, and and he hasn't been playing. Look, he's he's back playing the last two games. Look what he's at. Well, we're in the middle of the the game right now against the Mavericks, and he's already thirteen points, four rebounds at halftime. Yep. Thirteen, you know? thirteen and four in fourteen minutes. He's shooting six for seven from the field goal, one for one from three. Kings won when he came back last week or last game. Kings are winning right now. Okay, so I'm not I'm not advocating. I'm not saying Marvin Bagley's the end all be all. Okay, but his production is missed. For as many people as want to say he sucks, get him out of town. His production is missed. He is a talented player, okay? He does give you good minutes. The drop-off between him and, you know, Damian Jones or, you know, having to put Barnes there or having to put Mo Harkless there is huge, okay? There is a tremendous drop-off at that position when he is not in the rotation. The point I guess I'm trying to make is is that they – is that the Kings have – like we said, we have a lot of these role players and that – the they might have a game or two games, but it's like we talked about sample size, you know, game after game after game. And then, you know, people like to say, oh, I don't like I don't like box score watchers, which is, that's that's like a thing this season where people it like is, don't they don't they don't they've kind of countered our arguments with like stats don't necessarily tell the whole story or stats don't matter. Or you only look at the box score. But one thing that box scores and stats and all of those things do, because people like to look at the per 36 stat, which is fucking I hate that stat yeah, or the plus dumb. minus stat, which I think is I think all it should, you know. Take it those with a grain of salt, but you know, statistical baseline means something to me. Like your statistical baseline, what, what I mean by statistical baseline is like, at at minimum, what are you what are you going to be producing? You know, and that's the thing when people we talked about elevating players um, last week, and then we go to a game in which a couple guys are missing, a couple guys are forced to step up. 
those guys don't have the ability to raise their game because their statistical baseline is really low. Like, you know, so it's like a lot of these guys, really, it's it's very, very low. It's five points. It's four rebounds. It's And you can't have that. When you're a starting uh, caliber player in the NBA, your statistical baseline has to be a lot, lot higher. And that's the thing about Rashawn Holmes is, is like not his – he has a decent statistical baseline, in my opinion. Clearly, he's he's raised a little bit of the last couple of seasons, but um, you can't really you can't count on him to really constantly go above and beyond and and, and make that impact um, to the point that people want to pay him at. Now he can do that, but not at that point. And that's where you got to look at people, their statistical output, their baseline, their overall production, and does it meet the money? And that's kind of been our thing. And it's like games like this when you look at him, you look at other players on the Kings. It kind of sh- it kind of proves the point that like yeah they might be good sometimes to do that but they can't do that night in and night out forever four more years you know and that's where I mean, it just kind of reinforced our points I guess hundred percent man yeah you know you said what I was gonna say dude so like he kind of hit it on the nail it's it's amazing to me dude like I we went to the game dude okay and so we're sitting there and we're assessing you know how do these new you know guys like Delon Wright Mo Harkless how do they look in person. Right, Halliburton, we haven't seen him. How do you look in person? Like, what is your build? What's your size? You know, do you pass the eye test? And, you know, one thing that I originally did, because I haven't seen Rashawn Holmes live too many times, you know, five times maybe live, right? So, like, I looked in warm-ups and me and Eric were talking, go, fuck, dude, he's not very big. Yeah, I can remember Rudy Gobert. <laughs> you know, even you Metu, look at Rudy. was big. Yeah, even, even Metu. Metu was bigger than I thought. You know, and yeah. you look at him, you're like, okay, Rashawn Holmes is very big. You know, compared to Hassan Whiteside, compared to Gobert, compared to Derek Favors, right? And Derek then you Favors look at Derek Favors was huge, you know, and then you look at, like, guys like Joe Ingles, right, who's listed at 6'8 or whatever, right? Big, big. Bogdanovich, big. You know, Royce O'Neal's a big guard, dude. And I was, like, looking at these guys, I'm like, damn, dude, they're pretty similar size to Rashawn Holmes. That's who we've been rolling out, you know, game after game at our center position. Okay, and I don't want this to turn into a Rashawn Holmes bitch fest. Okay, I think the guy's a good player. I think he has a has a role on a on a team. Okay, he's a he's a very good basketball player. Okay, you can't take nothing away from the fourteen and a half and eight rebounds that he produces. Right, the hustle minutes that he puts in, the production that he's given to this Sacramento team. Okay, but what people need to realize on a bad team, like you said, okay, on the thirty minutes a night that you're getting, okay, guys are going to produce. Right, guys are gonna get their numbers when it's the NBA. Okay, when you're playing 30 minutes a night and you're shooting 12 times a game, you're gonna get your points. Especially for Rashawn Holmes, guy who's you know gets his little push shot in the in the in the paint off a of deer and fox drive, he's gonna get his. Okay, people need to be wary of that, dude. You can't buy into the well. Look at oh my god, you know 14, 14.8, 8.7. You know, oh he's top 10 in the NBA in blocks. Would you call would you call Rashawn Holmes a rim protector? I wouldn't. Right? I, I don't think Rashawn Holmes is a rim protector when I think of Rashawn Holmes. I think of Rashawn Holmes as a hustle player, an efficient player, a smart player. Okay, plays within his means, you know. So people really have to be wary of that, dude. You can't just go look at this guy and well, he's he's top this, he's top twenty in in scoring or or rebound or top, I think it's top sixteen in rebounding and top five in blocks or whatever it is, dude. You know, you got to look at it, you know, look at it for what it is. Look at the situation he's being put in, you know, and, and assess it like that. I, I, he didn't pass the eye test for me, dude. And it's, it's, 
I'm going to harp on this until he either gets paid or he doesn't get paid, dude. Till that time in the offseason comes, dude, I'm on fully on the Rashawn Holmes train, dude. I am going to, I'm going to, you know, critique. I am going to um, praise when the time, you know, when the time comes or whatever it is, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to be true on the Rashawn Holmes thing. And for you people that think that he needs to be paid, dude, if Sacramento pays that guy, Sacramento's in the gutter for the next five years, 100%, not even close, dude. Sacramento's in the gutter for the next five years if they pay that guy. Only eight or nine games left. So it's like there's not that many games left. Uh, I'm looking forward to podcasts. Uh, I'm honestly just kind of – I'm not saying I'm looking forward to the season to wrap because the offseason always sucks with, with basketball not on. But the way that this season's tailing off, it, it's – you know, I don't know. They need. To, I hope they. I, if, I hope they end up pulling this game out that we're watching right now against the Mavericks, and I hope that they 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 kind of give us something down the stretch. And maybe Bagley can just finish out this the 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 games. I guess on the schedule that'd be cool. You know, but I think the off season is going to be very 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 interesting. I'm looking forward to talking about all that stuff. You know, real quick, I want to throw this out there. Um, before every season, I take the over on the Kings' uh, win total at on Vegas. And I, I bet money. So I believe it was 28 and a half. So I took the over. So you're goddamn right. I want them to win. Okay. I'm trying to get that money. Also, Eric, I wanted to ask you this. Does De'Aaron Fox need to sit the rest of the season? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. I don't That's think just so. Because, question, because... You know, Lacko asked, Lacko asked me that. And that, that was something that I wanted to bring on the podcast and kind of throw out there in Kingsland and be like, dude, does De'Aaron Fox need I sit his ass, dude. What's the point? I don't... I don't know. I, 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 it doesn't really matter. I guess my true answer is I don't really care at this point. I don't really care because the games don't really matter. I think that there's a benefit, though. I, I, here's the thing is, like, resting, you do that. If he has a severe injury and your fear of him continue, I don't think that's the case. I think anytime you just get guys on the court is, better, is best. That's, that's my thing. And I think that in this type of season, I would like to at least see that. If I'm going to watch the games, I'm, I'm trying to watch that, you know. But if it doesn't happen, it, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, Halberton's is getting the minutes and he's kind of playing and everyone can kind of see what that looks like, you know, and they're just going to do their thing to finish the season out. But I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter because personally, I just don't think the Kings are, they're, they're not going to get into this play in and it's, you know, which we can talk about If That doesn't happen. I, you know, we can talk about how we feel about that, but um, at the end of the day, Ryan, uh, the Sacramento Kings, I hope they hit the over, you know, in a why, man, because uh, the, the Sacramento Kings fucking owe Kings cast some money. That's how I feel. I was really, I was really disappointed <laughs> about that showing. And we, you know, we were booing. Other people were booing. And I just wish they had a full crowd to boo their asses, you know, because that disrespect for, you know, to people take the time to come down there and get beat by fucking 50. You know, man, I don't know, man. I'm not, I, I just think that was like so pathetic. And it really turned me off for a couple of days. And, and you know we're hard we're hardcore about it. There's a lot of people who aren't hardcore about it. And where do they stand? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why we are recording on Sunday, right? And the game was Wednesday. You know, like there's a reason why we took a little bit of time to to take this break because if I would have came on here Thursday, I'm not. I, I you know, at, at Kings Cast we try to keep it in the middle. Okay, we don't get too high, don't get too low. All right. I was about ready to burn the motherfucker down on Thursday, dude. Right. I was. I was almost at the point where I was about to be like, man, screw the Kings, dude. I can't take this shit. You get that. You get to those points. So you got to take some time to reflect. You got to take some time to be real about the situation. So that's why I haven't been posted on Kingsland. I haven't been on Kings cast. You know, you, you, you got to take some time, but you know, moving forward, dude, let's just, you know, 
<laughs> Let's end the season. Yeah, end the season. Hey, season will be successful, bro. If I get my fucking money, dude, get that money. Yeah. So, hey, one thing I got to bring up to close this chapter of Kings Cast, Ryan, is our guy <laughs> Kyle Draper. Good sport, man. Good, shout out to Kyle Draper for being a, for being a good sport. You know, um, he, I actually, you know, I'll say this. I I like Kyle Draper better than I like uh, what's his name. I do as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mark Jones. I, I Mark like Jones. him on the I, I really like I really like Kyle Draper for sure. Yeah, Kyle Draper is he definitely feels a little bit more like a like a hometown local broadcaster. You know, he's there. He's a homer, bro. He's, he's yeah, a homer, he's, dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah, where where is Mark Jones? I saw Mark Jones in person. He walked out uh, behind the curtain, and he you know he's just big. He's too big time for Sacramento, man. Yes, I mean, he was wearing yes. white shoes, gray suit. He's big time in it. But the reason I got to give that shout out to our guy Kyle Draper because if you've been listening to says you know that we've been I've been giving him shit for a while. He said he wanted to touch and feel everybody on the, <laughs> the broadcast two times. And so uh, um, use the right, use the correct context, dude. Hey, we're not, we're no fake news out here, bro. Use the correct context. Okay. So he said that he was excited and looking forward to the Kings fans to come back to the games because he's really looking forward to touching and feeling all of them. I don't know how. Okay. I mean, what, okay so defense, all right. Defense of the, the defense of Kyle Draper starts now. Okay. Okay. What he meant by it was the presence. I understand what he meant by it. Okay, that's I not understand what he meant by it. I'm not. I'm not dumb. I I understand I, the I subtleties of English. No, I know. I know. Just, just for the defense of Draper. Okay. Yeah, because he's cool. The dude's solid. He is cool. Okay, we're not yeah. bashing. Okay, he back to my story. Say, bro. He did say he was trying to touch and feel some fans. He did say that, yeah. So back to my story. I mean, you, you say that, and and we're out here. We're going to give you that grief. So I had been hitting him up on Twitter constantly. I know he'd been seeing it because no one tweets, <laughs> tweets at him. Yeah. You know, um, I wasn't able to bring the sign. I had a busy day at work, and I, I honestly forgot to print it out. I even went to the Golden One Center's uh, met, uh, sign uh, standards and what you can and cannot bring. You know, I just forgot to bring it out. I, was, I slipped on that one. But uh, it wouldn't matter anyway because they were all – they were all um, curtained in. They were curtained yeah. in and closed in so that we can't even say what's up. So I tweeted them mid, mid-game, and I said, <laughs> hey, I took, quarter. I took a picture of him in, that, in, a, in his little fortress, and I said, hey, homie, you can't touch and feel everybody in that fortress, you know? And he said – and then so he actually um, <laughs> replied <laughs> while back. While he's on the broadcast, tweets while back. While he's on the broadcast, tweets back to me, and he said something like, uh, hey, you know, something – where are you? And I said – I replied, I said, well, I'm always six feet from you, Kyle, always. <laughs> and so, but I let him know what section. He actually turned and we waved at him and he waved back and he, a couple of exchanges. So that was really cool <laughs> of him for being a good sport about that. You know, I mean, it, it's all, it was just more funny for me and just entertaining for me and Ryan to make oh, the jokes. Dude. But uh, well, I did, just, just want to say, you, you know what the funny, the funniest thing, the funniest thing is that I'm going to point stuff because I don't think you were going there is the funniest thing is like, Eric did say he's been tweeting him and no, he has been tweeting back. This just proves that he's been seeing Eric's fucking tweets this whole time. <laughs> and he yeah. just knows this whole time that there's some random guy out there talking about touching and feeling fans, dude. That was the best part, dude. I was still a little tipsy when he turned it away, dude. So I was rolling. I thought it was fucking great, dude. Kyle Draper, Kyle Draper, you're 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 a true one, man. That was that was that was clutch. Yeah. So clo- we'll close that chapter. That's just a funny one. If you've been listening to the podcast for the last couple weeks, we've got a couple extra shout outs though out there. Um, we got to meet our, our guy Chris Laird, who's been a real uh, defender of his boy Rashawn Holmes. And you know what's really cool, Ryan, is just meeting everybody in person. And, and I'm sure over time we'll we'll probably meet people. You know, Tony, Matt, uh, his buddy Matt, um, Chris. Someone else DM'd me. I didn't get the opportunity to meet them in the arena, though, Ryan, um, just because of where we were at. Um, 
And so just, it's kind of cool. You know, we have the Kingsland community out there and everyone's real active and passionate about their things in Kingsland, a lot of agreements, disagreements. And I know that, you know, Chris and I have gone in big debates on Kingsland back and forth, but he, 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 he tracked us down and, cool to say what's up you know it's kind of cool to to meet people in person and that's one of the cool things and what was one of our goals with KC was to kind of build some community and and I'm really looking forward to when games get really full again and seeing more people down there and getting together because that was uh that was kind of probably a a takeaway for me that was probably the biggest fun takeaway I took because I really didn't get much from the game to be quite honest with you you know so everybody there yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Chris was. Uh, it was cool, man. It, it was cool. I, you know, honestly, Chris was. Chris watches the games from the outside. Like he, he sits at the restaurant on the balcony. Eric was saying, like the, uh, that outdoor seating arrangement where they have the game up and stuff, dude. I, I would rather do that than go to the stadium first. So for people who, you know, they want to be in the atmosphere, they want to be around the stadium when the game's going on. Hey, go hit one of them restaurants right there on the south side of the G1C, dude, and and sit outside and. Chris says he does it almost every game, dude. It, it, I, I wish I would have done that, dude, because you would have got the drinks. You know, it would have been a good time. So, shout out, Chris, man. Good to meet you. Um, yeah, dude, Matt, Tony, it was just good stuff, man. I, I, I can't be too mad at, at the experience, I guess. Cool. So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find uh, us on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. And then we are very active on our Facebook group, Kingsland. So join that. If you've been enjoying Kingscast, please slide down after the show and give us a five stars to let the people know and help us get our podcast out there and if you're checking for anything Kingscast, you can always find those anywhere at Kingscast. so with that for ryan this is eric go kings episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.